Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, they are not your typical tourist destinations and government advice uh, would be to not go. Nevertheless, Joe Schaefer in London is running tours to Afghanistan and hopes to do something similar for Yemen in the near future. He knows both countries well as he's worked in both as a photojournalist. Afternoon, Joe. Good afternoon. How do you, as a practical matter, how do you get to Yemen and Afghanistan? Yemen is a little bit complicated, but there are still commercial flights uh, available to uh, Aden. It's impossible to fly to Sana'a at the moment, but you can fly via Egypt to, uh, to Aden. And Afghanistan is very simple. There are commercial flights operating from Turkey, from uh, the United Arab Emirates, from uh, Qatar. So it's actually much easier than people think. Mm. Now, and, and in the Yemen, you know, uh, um, presumably there's, you have to go overland then to get into Yemen. Uh, and, and the area you're going through is at, at all dangerous. As I said, you, you, can, you, can fly, you can fly into Aden. So you can fly uh, from Egypt to Aden, um, which isn't the capital, obviously, but it's mm. the, the de facto capital of the south. So uh, what, we, what we do is we, we fly into, into Aden and, and, we, and we set off on, on our journey from there. The alternative is, and, and again, that's something that we, that we do sometimes, is that there is a regional airport as well that you can fly into in the Hadramaut, which is in the east of the country. Uh, and, and we begin our journey from there uh, up through the Hadramaut. Uh, obviously, uh, eastern Yemen has a little bit of a reputation as being somewhere in the past where uh, kidnappings have taken place and has been a place where foreigners are kidnapped. Um, but uh, we hope that our experience, you know, our experience operating in, in, in these places in both Afghanistan and Yemen mitigates that risk. And that's really why I think people are coming uh, with us hmm. um, because because of our experience and, and the amount of time we've spent working and living out in these places. And do you bring some sort of security with you? No. So, the, the, I mean, there's a bit of a misnomer when it comes to security, particularly in the media world. Uh, you know, the best security you can have is the, the the people you know in places, your relationship with 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 the authorities, and making sure that you're operating, you know, with the correct permissions. Um, you know, often even you know, my background is in journalism. You often will have along a security consultant, and what they they really are there for is to serve as as a paramedic or serve as a medic in the event anything should happen. But on the ground, you know, obviously, they, they often these people are often ex-military. They don't speak the local languages. They don't really have a huge understanding of the place. And as a result, they aren't really that useful when it comes to day-to-day security and keeping you safe. Mm. And so in Yemen, where, where do you bring people and what do you show them? A huge, a huge range, a huge range, a huge range of things. I mean, in Yemen, for example, Afghanistan is is our main focus at the moment. We haven't actually started commercially operating in in Yemen yet. Mm, okay. So uh, Afghanistan is is our Afghanistan is our main focus. But if if you want to talk about Yemen, I, I'd be delighted to. Okay. No, um, but if you, if you're still only operating at the moment into Afghanistan, let's uh, let's stick yeah. with that. Now, because yeah. some of the areas you're, as I understand it, at least, you know, you're bringing them to Helmand Province. You're bringing them to yeah. areas that probably people would have heard of, though not necessarily yeah. in a particularly positive light. The whole point of our of our you know of our. Uh, us traveling to Afghanistan is somewhat to travel perception, uh, to challenge perceptions. So obviously uh, the, the United Kingdom, England, uh, or the Western generally has a long history 
uh, over 20 years uh, since 2001 uh, involvement in Afghanistan, but particularly for, for Brits and, and for Americans and, and for other nations, you know, the most heavy, the heaviest fighting uh, in Afghanistan was in Helmand uh, and, and Kandahar. Um, and also the Taliban movement, who now are the de facto um, rulers of Afghanistan, are, are from uh, the south. And so to really understand Afghanistan now, you need to you need to travel in Helmand and Kandahar um, because that is the heartland of the Taliban movement. So the idea really is that we we, we take people to um, the core of the story. The whole point of our trips uh, are that you leave with an understanding of Afghanistan. And that's why we're taking people to uh, Kandahar and Helmand province. They're also provinces which are rich in history. You know, Alexander the Great. Uh, came through uh, Helmand. A lot of people don't know that. And there are also the beautiful archaeological um, and cultural sites, many of which haven't really been uh, explored by, by foreigners since the sort of hippie trail of the 60s. <laughs> um, but generally generally speaking, you know, Afghanistan is, as a sort of, as a whole, you know, I think really could be the jewel in the crown of um, Asian tourism. It has everything um, that Central Asia has. You know, many of the cities um, that visited a lot in uh, Uzbekistan, for example. Um, you know, they, they, there are there are sister cities in Afghanistan with the same beautiful architecture. You get the influence of Pakistan in Afghanistan. You you feel it in the in the culture, in the cooking, in the food. So I I think Afghanistan has everything that sort of the Indian subcontinent has, everything that Central Asia has, and you know, the, and the same goes for Iran and countries like that. Mm. So that's why we are taking people there. Uh, now, most Western governments, I imagine, if you ask them, should I travel to Afghanistan? I know that's the case uh, from the UK government as well. They'd say, no, it's dangerous. So is yeah. it dangerous or is it a matter of kind of mitigating that? I think it's probably more dangerous than uh, taking a two-week holiday in the Costa del Sol. Mm. Um, but I think the kind of travellers that are coming with us and, and, and travelling in Afghanistan with us are people who have been engaged in the country and in particular have been engaged in the news in the last uh, 25 years. And as a result, they, they, they've read a lot about the country and, and they are interested in traveling there. Now, we believe that we can uh, offer travel uh, safely to Afghanistan or we wouldn't be offering it. Um, and as regards for the Foreign Office advice and other governments, you know, I, I appreciate that uh, governments have a difficult job to do. Um, they don't want their citizens getting walking into trouble. And as a result, there are huge areas of the world, I think probably more than half the world, uh, which they recommend you don't travel to. But, uh, you know, I, I think that we are offering a sort of well-researched, uh, well-mitigated um, uh, well mitigated trips in, in places like Afghanistan, and we can offer them very safely. And to go in and bring a group with you, I assume you need permission from the Taliban to do that. Yeah, of course. So the Taliban are are in charge of uh, Afghanistan. I mean, one of the sort of ridiculous things that you uh, you, you sort of still reading in, in in media outlets is that there is any there is any government um, apart from the Taliban. You know, the Taliban are the government of Afghanistan, whether you like it or not. And actually, that's what makes uh, traveling there safe for us. So we have a um, a, a company that we partner with in Afghanistan and they have a license from the government and, and it is a government, you know, it's it, the, the Taliban have inherited the whole infrastructure of, of the previous Afghan government. And uh, as a result, uh, we travel with their permissions. You know, we don't go anywhere that they don't want us to. Um, and that's what actually keeps us safe because, you know, at the moment there is only one 
power broker in Afghanistan is the Taliban. They have almost total control of the country in a way that no one probably has since 1992. Um, and that's actually, in some ways, what uh, allows us to travel safely. Yeah, I suppose one could use the argument then that by going there, by cooperating with the Taliban, you're kind of I- I de facto supporting a rather distasteful regime. I would say that, you know, you're probably right, that there is a, there is a case that we are it's somewhat legitimising their rule. But actually, you know, if you think about it, really, there's nothing to legitimise. You know, this idea that the Taliban are going anywhere is uh, utterly ridiculous. And, you know, Afghans, uh, one of the sort of premier, uh, one of the main things that we're looking to do uh, in Afghanistan is create sustainable livelihoods. Um, and there is no there is no way we can punish Afghans punish all Afghan people uh, for the behavior of the Taliban. Um, and so, uh, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, as, as long as I'm doing more good than I'm doing harm in Afghanistan, I'll continue to operate there. Mm. So although there is that argument, you know, I, I do understand people say you're legitimizing the Taliban's the Taliban's rule. Well, they're in charge. I mean, this is, this is a sort of ridiculous argument, this idea that the, the previous government is going to come back to Afghanistan at any point in the next 10, 15, 20 years is, is frankly ridiculous. And it's also, you know, quite insulting to, to Afghan people who, you know, at the end of the day, the, the past government was hated. It was a, a hated government. Um, you talk to anyone in the street in Afghanistan. I think it's one of the most useful things that we do when we're in Afghanistan is you get to walk around and you get to talk to people and people are very candid uh you know very candid with you particularly about the last governments uh about how people were scared of them about how how corrupt they were how how they were you know thieves uh, and and i think uh, in some ways our, our tourists leave with a much more sort of nuanced view of afghanistan than they they would get from reading you know the reams of um articles that are written on it the the pages and pages of books that are written every year on afghanistan mm. all from the perspective of the west and how are things in afghanistan since the taliban took over Things generally are very calm. Um, things are, are very, very calm in Afghanistan. Security is, is far better than it's been for a long, long time. Look, I'm not saying that, um, you know, things are perfect, particularly socially. The, you know, the condition of uh, women has, you know, declined, particularly in the cities. You know, the, the Taliban have uh, put a number of uh, restrictions on, on female education, on female employment. But, but generally speaking, and I'm talking about even in cities like Herat, which are traditionally um you know have, have had strong opposition to the taliban and people still will express in the street to you their distaste at the taliban will admit that life in some ways is uh, has has got better you know the the economic situation uh, has got much much worse in afghanistan mm. people are really really struggling to work people are really really desperate uh, uh, for cash but you know, without security, there there is no life. You know, the, the fear that you're going to get blown up every day, the fear that you know that you're going to get caught in fighting, the the fear that you're going to get caught either at a government checkpoint or a Taliban checkpoint. You're going to be shaken down. You're going to be arrested. Uh, you know, you're going to be vanished. M- most of those fears have disappeared. So, uh, you know, although I'm not going to sit here and say that the Taliban are wonderful and they've improved Afghanistan, um, we you know you do have the ability now to to travel to move between cities and, and generally sort of walk around without the fear of, you know, being killed. Yes. Uh, and I suppose, I, I, I assume part of the point of the trip is 
to illuminate the fact that the, the history of, of Afghanistan is really, really complicated. And, and it's such a huge country, it's almost kind of doing it a disservice to refer to it as one place. So uh, the trip, that, the main trip we run is called Past and Present. It's a, it's a, it's a look at the last 20, 25 years uh, of, of the war between the West and, and the Taliban. But we do it through a historical lens. And, you, and by that, I mean, we can actually learn a lot about modern Afghanistan by looking at its history and through, through visiting historical sites. When you come to Afghanistan, you, you will see these, uh, often I sort of describe them as uh, monuments to failed empires. So we visit things that are left, you know, as far back as the Mughal dynasty, um, the Timurid dynasty, all, all these sort of foreign empires, if you want, who uh, came to Afghanistan and all they've left is, is these monuments. So, yeah, that is that is definitely uh, a way we uh, look to understand Afghanistan. And we hope that people, when they go home, um, un- understand um, Afghanistan more clearly. I, I would take, you know, I, I would sort of i don't think it's fair to say that afghanistan isn't one nation i think maybe it's something that people uh you know particularly in the west when we came in 20 years ago you know we tried to divide afghanistan between between the different ethnic groups i think there definitely is a strong afghan identity and i think there is a a, if you look at the history uh of afghanistan there is definitely a strong uh, Afghan history, you know, one that unites Afghans together and, and and the territory of Afghanistan, it does make sense as a country. So I don't think that's uh, completely true. Mm. Um, and, and I think probably if, if you were to travel with us, you know, particularly on, on the route, the past and present route, which we, we cross the whole country, we follow Highway 1, which was yeah, a monument uh, made by the Soviets, uh, I think you'd really get a sense of Afghanistan as, as, a, as a place and as sort of one people, despite their differences. Uh, and when's your next tour planned? We uh, and Our next uh, two-week trip is in September. We'll also be running it in October. Joe, thanks a million for talking to us today. Joe Sheffer is co-founder of Safarat Tours. Joe, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.